0: Welcome into to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Jeremy Werner, Oana Inquirer publisher here with you. And over the past month, we've started to see how Brett Bielma's staff is going to operate. We've seen the staff he's put together, which is, as we've talked about on this podcast, pretty impressive and, and one that... The way I keep saying it is, uh, if Iowa had the staff or Michigan would have the staff, I think people would be like, yeah, that makes sense. I think Illinois has that kind of experienced staff with a, a little bit of recruiting upside. We've also seen him, and we've written about this at Illinois Inquirer, structure his staff a little bit differently. He has a bigger operations department with Mark Tarasani running that with Tim Knox, the former director of football operations for the last almost decade at Illinois helping him. So it's, it's a bigger team than just a one-man band. Like Tim Knox, and that's just handling logistics, and you just have more people handling that. The recruiting department we've written about, and we talked with Pat Embleton the other day, another holdover from Lovie Smith's staff, but he's now going to take over the recruiting department and have more people under him, have a director of college player personnel and then a director of high school uh, personnel, and that's different than what we've seen before. Uh, he also is bringing in a branding expert, a content creation expert. In and Patrick Pearson, a long-time uh, SID, a sports information director for you uh, guys that aren't in the biz, and that's, that's many of you, but we call it an SID, which is basically just a spokesperson, um, media relations uh, for the football, basketball teams. He was that at Oregon and Arkansas and, and Florida Gulf Coast, uh, was part of the Dunk City um, kind of branding that happened there during the great Sweet 16 run uh, just about, what, seven, eight years ago now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he is just approached this in a very different way but the lifeblood of the college football program as we know is recruiting and I think we've seen a different kind of focus and a different kind of intent uh, with Brett Bielema so far on the recruiting trail he obviously has made in state a focus and you're starting to see and we again we wrote about this at Illini Inquirer this week uh, how he's going about building these relationships and it's very intentional and it's very stick to this plan and This week, they're starting a long process of reaching out to all 500 high school coaches. That takes a lot of determination. That takes a lot of focus. And, you know, it's not just PR putting out there. Now you have to follow through with it. And they've started to follow through. It's going to take some time. But even just that effort, um, I I think, is going to... Pay some dividends. It doesn't mean you're going to get a certain player or not, but you just have to have those relationships, and you hope at some point it does help you uh, get those players because a lot of these players haven't even been considering Illinois because these coaches uh, don't have a very good impression, and these players aren't seeing Illinois or hearing from Illinois enough. That doesn't seem like it'll be a problem with Brett Bielma. So I think that should be able to get you into these recruitments, and then you hope to find a way to win them. And that's the personalities you have – the goals, the vision that you have, and then eventually winning on the football field and developing NFL players. Right. that That is going to be eventually what is important, but that early effort, I think, is there. But another thing I wanted to focus on today is Brett Behan was going to recruit Florida. He's already offered some kids down there. He's going to recruit Texas. Already re- recruited some kids down there and offered some kids down there. And Georgia, and, and possibly North Carolina, and, and possibly some East Coast guys. But What you've seen early is a big Midwest emphasis, and not just in-state, not just in St. Louis, but you've seen Illinois reestablish itself in Ohio with several scholarship offers. You've seen them reestablish themselves in Michigan. Uh, George McDonald was born in Indiana, and it seems like they're going to get a little bit into Indiana. You've seen them offer kids and land a commitment in Wisconsin. You've seen them offer kids in Minnesota. You've even seen them offer kids in Iowa and Nebraska. Not too far from here, but a big, big 10 footprint there, and they're not afraid to go into those areas, and it makes a lot of sense, right, because there's a lot of talent, and it's a lot of talent that's close to you, and it's been a while, to be honest, uh, one of my favorite people of 24-7 sports is Alan True, and I just haven't interacted as much with him, or I haven't had to bother him as much here recently, because Lovey Smith was really Florida dependent, which obviously, Florida is, is loaded with talent. Very Texas-dependent, and that didn't work out the last couple years. Uh, But he went elsewhere, really, for for his talent, a transfer portal as well. That's going to change with Brett Bielma. That certainly seems like it's going to change. So I wanted to catch up with Alan True to talk about that effort, to talk about what Brett Bielma can do in the Midwest. What can Ohio do for Illinois? Because it's been successful. It's supplied some talent. For Illinois in the past. How about Michigan? Alan True's home state. All of that. And what does he think Illinois needs to do in-state as well? Got into a great football conversation. And I think I'm going to have more of these kind of recruiting conversations with Alan True, who also gives his thoughts on the first O-line I commit in the class of 2022 because he's a Midwest Wisconsin kid. So without further delay, coming up next, Alan True, our 24-7 sports national recruiting analyst based in the Midwest. He joins us next on the online Inquirer podcast. All right, joining us now, Alan True, 24-7 sports national recruiting analyst focused on the Midwest. Alan, how you doing? You buried under snow like all of us here in Illinois?
1: Yeah, it's um, <laughs> we're, we have the lake effect here. I'm not too far off the of Lake Michigan. So we are very, very much buried and uh, in the house a lot. So uh, going a little stir crazy with the kids, but at the same time, uh, a lot of chance to catch up and watch some huddle here.
0: Yeah. Um, And Alan, I think Michigan and Illinois kind of on the same wavelength here when it comes to high school football coming back. Is that correct?
1: Uh, No, we finished in Michigan. Okay, So we had an interesting uh, season where it started late, kind of went towards Christmas, and then they uh, tabled the, the playoffs until January. So we had an interesting juggling situation with some guys who enrolled early, couldn't finish their playoff season, or some guys basically dual enrolled. And um, we had kids who were on campus at colleges coming back and playing the state title games and stuff.
0: That's crazy. I mean, yeah, how do you think, like, evaluations going to go, even for just you, Alan, but also colleges of, like, Illinois – having a spring season
1: yeah it's interesting I, I mean we feel decent about where we're at well uh, we have missed some things in not being able to see some of these guys live but then i can only imagine how the schools feel because we were at least able to go out to some of these things and still able to go out to workouts and get into some schools every now and then there's been a handful of camps that we've been able to attend i can't imagine where the schools are at without being able to see anything because we still feel like we're missing some things um on the other hand i think everybody's had to scrape so much and kind of circle the wagons and dig for ways to evaluate these guys that in some ways i think we've been able to get deeper into it and i think schools have too and you see that now with the offers that are going out in the 22 and 23 class it was a little bit slower of a process Um, and even the kids in illinois the 22s that don't have a junior year of tape, some of those guys are still picking up offers at a nice rate here. So it may help them that they're going to be the only game in town in the spring and the schools will definitely be tuned in to what's going on in Illinois.
0: Well, Alan, true. I haven't bothered you as much recently, which might be a good thing for you, but it's because Illinois hasn't been all that active or relevant in the Midwest um, recruiting outside of what St. Louis But Brett Bielma seems to be changing that. So I figured it'd be a good time to catch up with you and talk about it. But first, what was your kind of initial reaction to Brett Bielma to Illinois?
1: Yeah, you know, I I was it was a recognizable name um, and a name that carries weight in the Midwest and one that I expected to have some impact because he's from the state. Um, and he's made a name for himself at Wisconsin within the Big Ten Conference. So checked a lot of boxes there. And then as he started putting together the staff, there was a lot of representation there from the state and from the region as well. So that was my initial reaction is exactly kind of what's happening is that Uh, I'll probably be talking to Jeremy a lot more here in the next couple months.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you've been covering Midwest recruiting uh, really since Brett Bielema became a head coach uh, at Wisconsin, Alan. What do you remember, if you can dig that far deep, almost nine years now, um, about his recruiting efforts in Wisconsin?
1: Well, I think he really started this, well, Barry Alvarez did, but he he really kind of ushered Wisconsin into this Internet era where really they were one of the schools that um, made us think twice about the way we ranked kids and evaluated kids because they were always seeming to find guys who were under the radar, uh, who became great players and NFL players and and always seemed to be able to even find walk-ons and guys late in the process. Um, And and it was like year after year, some guy would get drafted out of Wisconsin and we would have to turn around and go, how we missed that guy. Um, So I really think that he's – understands how to evaluate and find guys and i think it's pretty cliche for coaches now to come out and say "Ah, we don't look at any of those stars and rankings and what other offers kids have we just kind of evaluate kids for their own system some of that i think is lip service a little bit Because coach speak with brett for years he's shown that to be truly his philosophy
0: what stood out about like what you were missing with evaluation or is it just their development of guys
1: well, I think for one, you have to really um, leave no stone unturned. I think the, the willingness to evaluate everybody you know, deep into that state of Wisconsin and continue to evaluate guys into their senior years. But I also think the ability to look at body types and to look at other sports, look at other markers that a kid, you know, the, the, that could translate with a kid. They did a, a, a good job, I think, of finding kids and, putting them at positions that maybe they didn't even play in high school, converting defensive linemen and tight ends into offensive linemen, um, converting tight ends into defensive linemen, doing all, all types of things like that, safeties and running backs into linebackers that I think made us um, – that was when we really started to change the way we looked at those types of kids.
0: What do you think from that, Alan, translates to a different program but in the same conference and in the same region, of course – at illinois
1: well i think in complete honesty it's it's a it's a good match because right now at illinois you're not just going to walk in the door and start recruiting the very top of the board you know you would hope you can gain some traction with the the ready-made kind of guys like the caleb browns and the tyler morrises of the world but i think where you can really grow the program is by finding guys that other people missed guys who are developmental type guys and uh, making them into strong Big Ten players and NFL draft picks. Um, you know, I think when you've looked at the, the programs inside the conference who have gone from the bottom or the middle of the conference towards the top of the conference, you look at, for instance, Michigan State's run under Mark D'Antonio, a lot of that was done with finding under-the-radar guys and, and development. And I think that's what Brett Bielema brings right away. And I think that's what you need to, at Illinois. And then hopefully you get to the point where you will recruit some of those national guys, some of those top guys, but I think as a starting point, he's going to understand how to find players that, um, that, that can help you win that maybe other schools are missing.
0: Alan, I like the way you phrased that, especially at the beginning, because, uh, you know, when you get a new coach, it's a honeymoon period, and you see them reaching out to some of these top prospects, and you're thinking, oh, what can this recruiting class be right away? But Brett Bielema, when he was at Wisconsin, his classes all ranked from 32 to 46 in the country, which is is pretty solid, right? Um, And Illinois hasn't been in the top 40 since 2011, top 30 since 2009. Uh, When he went to Arkansas, those those went up a little bit, but... um, that seems to be a good model. And as you're saying, like Iowa has done that. Michigan State has done that. Um, so what challenges are, are facing him in recruiting?
1: Well, I think the challenges, for one, is that that approach is great, but I also think a lot of schools have come around to that approach. And Huddle and Twitter allow schools to, I think, dig deeper where it's like before. Uh, maybe we'll leave rural Wisconsin alone and let Wisconsin kind of sift for gold in those places. Now schools can really, uh, you know, it's hard for those kids to stay hidden. It's hard for anybody to stay hidden anymore. So that's one challenge. And then I think just kind of mending the fences as far as making it known that, Hey, we're here to recruit the Midwest. Um, The Illinois brand has not been as present in some of these places and in these areas in the last few years, but there certainly uh, seem like they're wasting no time in that effort.
0: Yeah. And we spend so much oxygen in st- about talking in-state recruiting here, Alan, and I, I get so sick of talking about it, but we talk about it because it is so important. I mean, what BMA was able to do was uh, Wisconsin uh was really good. And, you know, the last five, six years, I mean, Iowa, Northwestern, even Minnesota have done better than Illinois uh, in their own state. So, What do you think is key for him to improving in-state efforts? Because I don't think Illinois will ever lock down their state like Wisconsin can. But what do you think is key to Illinois getting their fair share?
1: Well, for one, just what they're doing now, which is the effort, which is showing that we're not just saying this. We're actually putting our money where our mouth is. And I like that. I mean, they've talked to a number of kids from inside the state. They didn't offer. They still haven't offered. But they're saying, hey, we're recruiting you. We're evaluating you. I mean, I think that goes a long way. Then I think from there, hopefully once things return to a point where you can get those kids on campus, you want to get those guys up for spring practices, junior days, whatever you can. Definitely camp. And that's something that was big at Wisconsin. And when you talk about those programs, the Iowas, the Wisconsin's, the Michigan State's, a lot of those guys that they found under the radar over the years were guys that they got to their camps and evaluated in person. So that's going to be a big thing, I think, for Illinois is making sure that any in-state kid that has a shot, you know, even if it's a kid that ultimately ends up at an Eastern Illinois or a Southern Illinois or something, I think you want all of those guys at camp to be able to check them all off your list, um, and then at the same time uh, continue to even improve your walk-on program. Which, like I said, under Vilma, number of guys that were impact guys at Wisconsin. Uh, Hoover walk-ons.
0: Yeah, St. Louis uh, will continue to be a focus with Corey Patterson staying on staff, but we're also seeing Bielma get back involved in Wisconsin. We'll talk about his first commit here in a second. Even a little bit of Iowa, Nebraska, uh, but uh, Ohio and your home state of, of Michigan here, uh, Alan. Um, what do you What do you think of that? Because. You know, Obviously, those are very talent-rich areas, but especially Michigan, Ohio, very competitive as well uh, with, across the Big Ten.
1: It is competitive, but I think both of those states have shown themselves to have enough, enough depth that anybody can come in and recruit it, especially because if you talk about the Ohio States and the Michigans and the Notre Dames of the world, um, th- those are schools that will come in and really skim the top. And you do see... Uh, the Michigan State and schools like that come through and uh, really do a great job of finding guys. You know, Le'Veon Bell is not a highly recruited guy that came out of that state. You see MAP schools come into Michigan and Ohio and uh, really make a strong living um, in, in states like that with, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt, for example. And so as I look at the guys from the state of Michigan who have been drafted in the last few years, you know, Sean Bunting just played. In the Super Bowl and started for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a gray shirt at Central Michigan. So there's guys like that running around in these states. You have to find them, and so I think it's a good idea to go into them and, and under with the understanding that you know, you're probably not going to beat Michigan and Ohio State on on guys inside their home state. But there's definitely always talent uh, to be found in 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 uh, like I said, kind of hiding in in different places
0: yeah even like tim backman was able to get guys like Dewan smoot ron zook got whitney merciless out of ohio so uh, it's been an area that illinois has done really well at um and obviously you still want to recruit florida and texas and georgia because there's just so much talent coming out of there but alan this just seems simple to me there's too much talent too close to home not to recruit these areas
1: yeah, and I think like I said, you get you get more exposure to those kids because you, you can get them to camp and get to know them a little bit better. You can be in their schools a little bit easier. you can you know hopefully get them up for things sooner and and easier and and you really get to know those kids. So I think that's the advantage. Um, and certainly, I think every, all of those schools that we've mentioned in the big Ten who recruit well, um, even now Maryland, who's picking up a lot of efforts and Rutgers, who are both doing a better job, I think, in their immediate areas, those schools still go down to Florida and Texas and and out to California and places like that. So, yeah, there's no doubt that you can recruit nationally but still have a focus on your immediate footprint.
0: Well, Alan, of uh, the class of twenty twenty two already has a commitment. Uh, Wisconsin offensive lineman Joey Okla, no other Power Five offers. This was a, a quick recruitment; he committed six days after getting an offer. Uh, but what do you think of Joey Okla as Brett Bielma's first twenty twenty two get?
1: Yeah, I know that you know, reading your board a little bit, there is some skepticism because Illinois was the only Power Five offer. But I think you have to remember that's pretty early in the process, and I think also to get the ball rolling with a Midwest guy. A guy who comes from an outstanding high school program, and you see that in the way he plays. Very well coached, very safe take. I think it's a good first first take. A good first. Let's get this thing going, and also make it known to people that we're going to recruit uh, the state of Wisconsin. We're going to recruit Michigan, um, and 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 Illinois has had a lot of success with these types of linemen, um, the ones that maybe they don't blow you away as far as your upside, the Doug Kramers of the world that have become really good players there. I think that's where Joey Okla fits in. I can't imagine that this guy is not going to battle his way into being a contributor based on the program that he's come from and the way he plays.
0: Alan, are there any other like 2022 20, targets, whether it's in state or you know, Midwest that, that you saw them offer for here recently and you said that's one to watch?
1: Yeah, I'm interested in uh, what happens with Jared Beatty, the kid out of uh, Oswego. I think he's been recruited by quite a few schools, but seemed to be uh, seemed to be pretty excited that Illinois was coming in and recruiting him and, and had, had extended an offer. The same thing with Hank Beatty from out there in Rochester. I think he's pretty under recruited, and uh, I'm right now probably a little bit under ranked by us. I could see us uh, moving him up, but uh, he's you know that's a program that. I think has always had a pretty good relationship with the big 10 schools, including Illinois. He's, he's one that I would watch. Uh, Josh Katz, the tight end out of Ohio. I know they offered him and his dad played at Michigan and he has a Michigan offer, but that thing is not a done deal. Absolute slam dunk for Michigan. I think he's very open to other schools. And I think with the way that Brett Bielema's teams have traditionally used the tight end, um, that's a kid that could certainly give, um, Illinois a harder look and then Danny McGuire from inside the state to me he's the kind of guy that could really be you know one of the cornerstones of the class if he can get him I, I think he's he's got a good list of offers from around the country but I think he's very open to Illinois another guy that I think was was excited that, about the new staff coming in um, Bart Miller has become known everywhere he's been as a good recruiter so that that's a kid that I could also see Illinois gaining some traction with here
0: Are there any other keys of of what you're looking for Um, as this class progresses, especially during this pandemic with maybe you'll be able to get some visits from kids? You're probably not going to be able to visit schools or kids for a while, but maybe some kids will be able to visit. Like, What other keys should Illini fans be looking for as we go into spring and summer?
1: Yeah, I would like to see them. Be able to get some of those top guys on campus, even if you don't end up signing those guys, getting commitments from those guys. I think it's important to be in the battle on them. And, and, I, and, you know, for as much as the last staff took some heat for the way they recruited in state, I think if you go back to classes and you saw that they had AJ Henning was on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcellus Moore was on campus. I forget who else was in that class, but they had a lot of top guys from that um, from that class on campus, doing the photo shoots, doing, you know, in the Illinois stuff. I think that's important now, nowadays. Um, And so if they can repeat some of that and and just get those guys to at least come down and check us out, I I think that's a a big start for this group.
0: No, that felt like it was like a a potential turning point where they had all those kids Jaden Thompson had committed. I think uh, Denver Warren, remember him, was on campus and it felt like, oh, they, they could land a couple of these guys and then they just weren't able to close. And that, that certainly felt like a, a turning point. And then Illinois didn't end up signing any in-state kids um, for Lovey Smith. So uh, before we let you go, Alan, just what are your expectations for Illinois recruiting under Brett Bioma?
1: Well, the expectations are that they're going to continue to do what they're doing, which is uh, attack the region hard, which is to you know, really leave no stone unturned. They offered Caden Saunders, who's a four-star guy, Who's committed to Penn State, so they're not going to back down from those guys. They've gone into kind of the opponent, opponent's territories and offered kids in Nebraska and, and uh, Ohio and Wisconsin, like you said. So they're they're going to they're going to recruit um, no matter who the kid is looking at. So I expect that, and then I want to see you know I'm interested to see how these guys turn out. Joey Okla is kind of the perfect example of what I was talking about, Brett Bielema doing in the past. A guy whose recruiting profile isn't the highest. Um, not a guy who had a ton of offers, but a guy that they uncovered that they feel like fits what they do. I want to see how those guys turn out. If you can hit on a couple of those kids, I think it's big. And then who's going to be kind of the face of it? Um, I I think when you look at recent success stories in the Big Ten, um, there was always a guy that one of those schools got that they weren't supposed to get. Purdue got Rondell Moore, which was a big impact for them same with david bell there minnesota got rashad bateman kept him even as other schools came in and tried to recruit him who's going to be that guy for illinois i think i think having that one star guy yeah. is important in uh, kind of building your your team and the foundation of your recruiting
0: alan true you're the goods man stay sane uh with all the snow all the, all the cold here in the midwest and the kiddos stuck indoors man
1: I'm trying. So so stuff like this. It's it's surprising that recruiting and watching Huddle keeps me normal. So <laughs> I, I will. Same to you.
0: Great stuff from the great Alan True. Always appreciate his insight. And we'll have more on Illinois football recruiting as we go throughout the week. We did have a great conversation with Pat Embleton. And if you missed uh, the background story on Pat, Joey did a really good job on that. Uh, I did a story on the in-state efforts they're doing right now. And uh, we'll have some follow-up as well about what Brett Bioma is bringing to that recruiting staff and, and to Illinois as a Recruiter as a head coach. I'll have a piece on that a little bit later on in the week. Illinois starting its 2023 efforts as well, uh, offered Austin Barrett, a 2023 offensive lineman out of St. Charles East. His brother Dylan Barrett plays for Wisconsin, so you can get the update there on that as well. And of course, we have a basketball game this week so Derek piper will be in lincoln nebraska uh, for illinois getting back in action trying to keep pace in the big 10 race until michigan decides to play basketball again we'll catch up with brad underwood on thursday morning about all of that we'll have more content at illini inquire thank you as always for listening to the illini inquire podcast subscribe to us rate us review us we appreciate when you do that everybody have a great day take care of each other we'll talk to you next time right here on the illini Inquirer podcast